Welcome to the Rena Malik MD podcast, where we explore health and demystify the complex to improve your quality of life. I'm Dr. Rena Malik, urologist and pelvic surgeon. Today, our guest is Dr. Kumkum Patel. She's a board-certified gastroenterologist, gut health expert, and media and TV contributor. Not only is she practicing as a double board-certified gastroenterologist, she also provides educational content on her Instagram platform at drgut underscore motility. In this episode, we talk about constipation and how it affects bladder function, what you can do about constipation, and how pelvic floor dysfunction affects your bladder and bowels. When is a colonoscopy required or an anorectal manometry? And information about laxatives and fiber. We hope you will enjoy this episode and learn a great... So for me, you know, patients who have bladder issues, I counsel all of them on their bowels. I counsel them on constipation all the time. Do you see the same thing on your end? Yes, um, constipation, yes, all the time. But in terms of urinary incontinence, so many people don't realize that you know, if they're having trouble peeing and uh, the other end might also be related. So a lot of constipated patients might also be having urinary incontinence. And, um, you know, so they're not aware that their pelvic floor is all intertwined. Yeah. So our pelvic floor is like a bowl of muscles that holds all of our organs. So for men and women, it's the bladder and the rectum. And women, there's also the uterus, um, if you have one still. And so they are very much so interconnected and not just with incontinence. I see a lot of people who go into urinary retention or who aren't able to urinate because they're so backed up and they haven't had a bowel movement in a very long time. So let's talk about what exactly is constipation because that's different for different people. So what exactly, you know, people don't really know what the true definition of constipation is. So that's really interesting that you asked that, you know, constipation, normal bowel movements can be anything from once every three days to up to three times a day. So anything outside that's less than that is considered constipation. Technically, anything that's more than that is diarrhea. So it's even normal bowel movements are so varied that if it's a stray from your norm and it's less in frequency, then that's technically constipation. But the Rome Foundation defines it as being hard stools, um, less than two bowel movements, and you know certain characteristics we have a bristol stool chart where you could actually characterize what your poop looks like and i don't (laughs) like to use the actual chart i use i like to use food items so i say does your poop look like milk duds does it look like a babe ruth bar does it look like a snickers bar with cracks in it does it look like a soft snake so um when you're constipated it's usually um looks like babe root it looks like a milk duds which is the small pellet like stools or it's a very hard piece that has almost like rough edges around it because it's so compact and put together and it comes out like pellets some of the best moments in life are spontaneous unplanned but for men dealing with moderate to severe erectile dysfunction or ed preparing for intimacy can rob you and your partner of spontaneity the joy of living in the moment Now you can restore that spark in your relationship with the AMS 700 implant, a clinically proven permanent solution designed for your satisfaction and your partners. It's the number one physician preferred implant. It's built to look and feel natural. Happy partners agree. 92% of patients and 96% of their partners report sexual activity with the implant excellent or satisfactory. 
It gives you the ability to respond to your partner's wishes in the moment, not minutes or hours later. The AMS 700, no pills, no injections, no waiting. For more information, visit edcure.org slash podcast. That's E-D-C-U-R-E dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Sponsored by Boston Scientific. That's, uh, yeah, the, I like the food thing. I haven't thought of that. I'm usually like, does it, does it like rabbit poop? That's what yeah, I use. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, what yeah. is your go-to treatment for constipation? So that's really great that you asked me because constipation is one of those things people assume that it's automatically like, a, oh, if I take more fiber or if I take more Miralax, everything's going to be okay. Maybe if you have what we call slow transit constipation or normal sense of constipation. But if you have irritable bowel syndrome, constipation type, then you may need something more advanced, like medications like placanotide, which is Trulance, or linaclotide, which is Linzess. Maybe you need uh, something if you have, let's say, anxiety or depression that's actually slowing down your bowels from your irritable bowel syndrome. Maybe you need an SSRI, like Zoloft, which is sertraline, to kind of help speed up your bowels. Okay, so pelvic, and then moving to pelvic floor dysfunction. So in my world, we talk about pelvic floor dysfunction, and it's very often people don't know they have it. I describe it as like TMJ, like people get stressed and they carry that stress in their vagina or their anal rectal um, area. And so I tell people this can present as overactive bladder, like needing to go very often, having urge, having sometimes pelvic pain, and sometimes constipation. How, uh, how do you describe it? So pelvic floor dyssynergia is like the scientific term. It just means that the pelvic floor muscles are not coordinating together like they should be. What they're supposed to do is when there's poop in the rectal vault, your pelvic floor muscles, your rectal muscles are supposed to relax when they say, okay, here's poop. I need to poop. They should open together. The poop should come out and the pelvic floor muscles should close. Now, in some people, their brains have been rewired abnormally. So when they feel poop, what happens is they say, okay, I need to push out and then only a little bit of it opens. And so now they're pushing against a half closed wall. And they said, okay, only a little few pellets came out because now their muscles are back to looking like this. So pelvic floor dyssynergia, the muscles are not quite coordinating properly. And that's why they're having trouble pooping. Oftentimes that comes from birth or having lifelong constipation or trauma from, let's say, sexual trauma. So all those things can kind of contribute to it. Yeah. So I definitely do colonoscopies because I want to make sure that there is no evidence of colon cancer or a rectal tumor or some other type of obstruction. A lot of times in women who've had pelvic floor surgery before may have something called adhesions, which are pieces of tissue that are kind of causing minor blockages. And if that's what's causing for the constipation to happen, then it's a different pathway. But that needs to be done first in my field just to make sure that there isn't that happening before we can say, yes, this is a problem of irritable bowel or slow transit constipation. When do you do something like anal rectal venomatrine? What exactly is that? So very good, good question. So usually after I do a colonoscopy and we realize that, you know, they don't actually have any kind of tumor blockage, anything like that. But they say very um, quintessential things, you know, Doc, I poop and I have to bring my legs up to my chest or bring them, lift my legs up during when I'm trying to go poop. Or they say, 
oh, doc, I have to lean forward or kind of move from side to side in order to let the poop come out. Um, those, or I've even heard, I have to use my fingers to kind of help the poop come out. If I hear those things, that sounds like they're trying really hard, but the pelvic floor muscles are not necessarily cooperating to come out. So that's what I say, you know what, let's just make sure you don't have a pelvic floor dysfunction. But for almost every patient, technically per the algorithm that we have, every patient should get a, a colonoscopy and then an anal rectal manometry. Now, how it works, there's a probe about this large that is used um, to insert into the rectum and the patient is lying on their side. They are, you know, usually cleaned out with some laxative. I see what laxatives do I recommend. I'll talk about that in a little bit. And so they, uh, we give them some enemas to kind of clear them out. We insert the, the tube and then we ask them to relax around it. Easier said than done when something's in your bottom. But we say, okay, now pretend like you're going to squeeze and try to push out a piece of poop. So we try to measure the strength of the pelvic floor muscles when they're around, when they're actually attempting the same movements that they do with poop. And using that, we can actually measure how strong or how weak their muscles are. And if it's too strong, right? Sometimes you're squeezing too hard and that's actually preventing from the poop to come out. So um, that could actually also be an issue uh, as well. So we kind of want to be able to check that before we say, okay, this is irritable bowel or some other reason for the constipation. Guys, do you ever find yourself dragging through the day, low on energy, having trouble in the bedroom, or just not feeling like yourself? You might be experiencing something more common than you think, testosterone deficiency or low T. Did you know that low testosterone affects about 40% of American men over 45? As men age, testosterone levels continue to decline. You might notice signs like impotence, changes in sexual desire, depression, reduced muscle mass, or even fatigue. But here's the thing. It's not just about low T. It's about your overall well-being. That's where Rethink Testosterone comes in, a great resource for all men to learn about how testosterone affects their bodies. Rethink Testosterone is your go-to platform with tons of educational content and evidence-based scientific studies that go over everything you want to know about testosterone, from how low testosterone affects you to the common myths about testosterone replacement therapy and options for treatments. So check out RethinkTestosterone.com, your hub for all things testosterone and low T. Rethink Testosterone is on a mission to change the narrative and stigma around men's hormone health. Why wait? Visit RethinkTestosterone.com today and consider checking your testosterone levels. Always remember, you're worth it. Rethink Testosterone, because understanding your health is the first step to owning it. Head to www.RethinkTestosterone.com today and make taking care of your body a priority. But yeah, I guess we had a question about what laxatives you recommend. So maybe you could touch on that. So primarily, I would recommend Miralax because it is an osmotic laxative, which means that it draws the water out of your bowels. And it actually, it, calls, it, it reduces the surface tension. What does that mean? That means it makes it smoother against the wall of the colon and it makes it easier for the poop to actually come out of your body. Okay, that's most recommended. We have to use a variant of that for actually colonoscopy prep. So as you can imagine, if we use it to clean out your bowels prior to your procedure, we definitely think it's strong enough for you to use on a daily basis to uh, stay regular. So I would recommend Miralax. There are things like stimulant laxatives, like Vizicodal, and that's called Dulcolax. And you can most certainly use that as well to kind of jumpstart your bowel. 
but um, you should also consider just taking fiber um, in your diet. You can have psyllium husk, which is metamucil. That's an insoluble fiber that should help kind of, you know, absorb things and make a gel and help and move it along the bowel themselves. So I hope that answers your question. Fiber. I got to touch on this really quickly. I tell people like it's literally impossible to get enough fiber in your diet unless you're eating vegetables like all day long. So I recommend that almost everyone should be on fiber, but you do hear these, you know, these like fads of like low fiber. And, and what are your thoughts on that? Oh, you know, uh, fiber is one of those like under talked about things that I think that even gastroenterologists some don't understand properly. There's two big things. There's two types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and there's insoluble fiber. Now, soluble fiber are the things that when we eat them, they're not like what they call roughage, okay? So that it exists in fruits like berries, citrus, rice bran, okay? They're like the easier, more easily digestible fibers that you can get. And you can, and eat psyllium, psyllium husk. When you drink those, um, they uh, tend to form a gel inside the bowel and um, it actually slows down the absorption of all excess blood sugar and nutrients and actually helps things smoothly along the colon. Then there's insoluble fibers. Now, this is what you think of when you think of the word roughage, okay? Insoluble fibers are things like bran, wheat bran, the hard parts that are in Brussels sprouts and in asparagus. So um, when you're eating that, they can't, if you eat too much of that, you can experience diarrhea. So you need both of them to kind of help keep your bowels moving, okay? But if you're only having um, soluble fibers and it hasn't helped much, consider introducing more of the insoluble fibers to kind of help uh, move things along. Yeah, no, that's so that's so good. So what about like fiber capsules and fiber gummies? I recommend they're great because they have a combination of both uh, soluble and insoluble fibers. And, you know, we need both of them. The ADA, which is the American uh, Dietary Association, recommends that we have at least 25 milligrams of fiber a day for women and 38 grams of fiber a day for men. That's a lot. So a lot. look at the um, labels on your foods. Some of the fiber one bars, they're, they're a great way. So if you want a snack and you need fiber, have a fiber one bar, right? Or um, make some Brussels sprout chips, like saute them or put them in the oven and kind of make chips or get kale chips, you know, make it yummy so that you're going to want to have it and then try that. What about children with constipation? What do you do with children with constipation? I know you're an adult gastroenterologist, but kind of generally speaking. Yeah. So kids, um, so as a mom, I will say my child is constipated and I give him lots of prune and apple juice and it usually tends to work. Now, if it does not work, I would most definitely a pediatric gastroenterologist because they need to be, uh, you know, addressed for things like Hirschsprung's disease, where the actual nerves themselves have not formed properly and are causing the colon to back up full of poop. And this is an abnormal diagnosis. So they need to be addressed for that. Okay. So this is something, especially if you have a child with Down syndrome, this is something to look out for. I'm not a pediatric gastroenterologist, so I can't speak more about that. But I would say, you know, try the basic things. Try a higher fiber diet. Try prune and apple juice. The Gerber uh, brand has these teeny tiny bottles of prune and apple juice mix that my child still drinks at the age of four and a half. And he has about pretty much a few hours later. I would also recommend Pedialax, which is a kid's version of the Miralax. 
Um, there are these little chewable tablets that you can have. And it's great because one to two of those and my child is then pooping well. So uh, I would definitely try that. But then if it's more serious, definitely recommend seeing a peds gastroenterologist. For people who can't afford physical therapy or can't take time away from their job, what have you kind of decided or tried to offer them when they just can't make that time? Sure. Um, there are some great uh, pelvic floor exercises. You can look them up on YouTube. They teach you how to do Kegel uh, uh, tests properly, Kegel exercises properly, how to do relaxation techniques, how to do stretches for your pelvic floor. And also um, a shout out to my pelvic floor muscles. She's on Instagram. You can follow her. She has great recommendations in terms of pelvic floor exercises and how to kind of stretch out your muscles so that you can prevent constipation. There are a lot of free resources out there. So use your internet, use the YouTube, use, um, you know, use Instagram, find uh, ways to kind of do exercises to kind of help do that. Do kegels to kind of help strengthen your pelvic floor muscles uh, if you're not able to see a pelvic floor therapist. So I would say the, the thing about Kegels is that not everyone should be doing Kegels. So I just, I do caution that because if you have a high tone pelvic floor, you will actually make it worse by doing right. Kegel exercises. So if you're not sure, at least come and get an evaluation. You don't need to necessarily commit to 12 weeks of physical therapy, even going one or two times to the physical therapist may tell you enough to learn the exercises. This question is, what is your general approach when patients show you some non-FDA-approved supplements and medications to treat their constipations, like ginger and peppermint oil? So peppermint oil actually has been studied uh, by the FDA and randomized control trials um, to be used for patients with IBS, and it can be used. So if you're using peppermint oil, that's totally fine. But we cannot guarantee that that's going to sufficiently take care of all of your symptoms. And that's assuming that your constipation is IBS constipation type. So when should people be like, let's try to fix this at home versus when should they see a gastroenterologist? I mean, you guys are super busy. It's hard to get appointments sometimes. So when is like, hey, I need to go and make the time to go see a GI doctor? Um, you know, you've tried something at home for months. You've tried changing your diet. You've tried over-the-counter therapies. You've tried the Benefiber, the fiber gummies. You've tried the exercise and it's not working after a few months. And you realize that no matter what you do, you're still, you know, lifting up your legs, trying to shimmy out your poop. It's time to go see a, a GI doc. It's always a good idea, especially if you're of age. If you're age greater than 45, now the American Cancer Society says you can get screened for colon cancer. Younger and younger people are coming in with colon cancer. I mean, I'm seeing them for, you know, post-op issues or whatever. Um, and, and this is real. So don't, especially if you see blood in your stool, go see a GI doctor. It's so, so important. Um, what if people are getting results at home, but they need to continue taking supplements, fiber, Miralax? Is that okay for them to just continue doing that and being at home? Or should they come see you at that point? Um, I would recommend come, coming and seeing me at that point because uh, there's only so much you can do. And let's say you're you're not catching something overlapping or you're not catching something that's more serious that needs to be addressed. Um, that's when you should come and make an appointment. Nowadays with the pandemic, you can make a televisit, right? Um, you can make a telehealth visit. So if time is of the issue and you don't want to take time out of your day to um, uh, go and do uh, an in-person visit, then, you know, most definitely come on in and get your uh, colon cancer screening done. All right. 
Woohoo! For screaming. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Rena Malik MD podcast. If you enjoy listening, the best way to support our podcast is by rating and reviewing this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. This allows us to spread free education to more people each and every week. You can find me on social media on all the platforms at Rena Malik MD, including YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to see me as a patient, you can easily schedule an appointment at www.renamalikmd.com backslash appointments. And as always, remember to take care of yourself because you are worth it.